This is Wavemaker Conversations, a podcast for the insanely curious. I'm Michael Shoulder, backstage, with a pianist who has been called the hottest classical artist on the planet. His name is Long Long. Rest your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up in Shenyang, China, I was known as a brilliant little pianist, he writes. In Beijing, I was nobody. When Long Long was only nine years old, his mother reluctantly let him move with his father to China's capital, far from home, with the goal of winning a coveted spot in the country's best music conservatory. With what little money his mother earned back home, Long Long and his dad rented a tiny apartment with no heat in a slum that Long Long says smelled of rancid water and animal urine. Long Long loved his teacher in Shenyang, but his influential new teacher in Beijing, she never offered me a single compliment, he says, only insults. Your phrasing is awkward. You play like a Japanese samurai who killed himself in the end. You play like a potato farmer. You play like plain water with no taste. Soon the insults ended. The teacher fired Long Long. His father, as you'll soon hear, reacted in an extreme way, and Long Long quit the piano. On this Wavemaker conversation, how Long Long, at the age of nine, bounced back from that blow on his journey to the top. Is my mom in? And Long Long's mother will join us for a rare appearance to share what she sacrificed along the way. Long Long, please, a sound check maybe a little bit from the piece you're going to be playing with the Philadelphia Orchestra. Yeah, I'm actually playing the Beethoven uh, concerto, um, so. Why is that your favorite part? It's just so refreshing. And, and uh, also because this piece is minor key. And then this has suddenly become major. It opens up everything. What a perfect metaphor mm. for your life because you went through a lot of minor progressions to get to where you are. Your mother is in this room now. We're gonna to speak to her shortly. Now, you and I sat here at a piano 11 years ago. Absolutely. And we had a wonderful conversation that was broadcast worldwide. For the record, I made your career. Is that right? You actually made my first major international TV appearance, Michael. You owe me nothing. You owe me nothing, but except <laughs> this interview. So this is now a bookend. So here we are 11 years later. What I didn't know at the time was your whole life story that you revealed in your book, which is called? Journey of a Thousand Miles. Journey of a Thousand mm -hmm. Miles begins with one step, which yes. is an ancient Chinese saying. It's from Lao Tzu uh, okay. saying. And so that journey of a thousand miles is incredible. Tell us where you first got your inspiration for music. Yeah, so I was watching a lot of cartoons. Uh, and actually, there are a few major cartoons I was watching. One is called Tom and Jerry. And uh, another one is called The Monkey King. Tom and Jerry's music is probably more uh, easier to remember, and I still remember. 
started at age two. Yeah. You describe on a flickering black and white TV. At age two, you didn't think, I want to be a pianist. I mean, I, I, I wanted to be like Tom, you know, because I thought he has a very cool tuxedo, you know, his tail. And, but also, uh, the, really, the really things got me into performance was, uh, was uh, Vladimir Horowitz's 1986 recital in Moscow. I saw it from my piano teachers, the old Soviet Union uh, um, TV. Uh, how, old were you, how old were you, roughly? Four. Four, Four years old. Yeah, 1986. And I remember he played like little little kid and older gentleman and and I thought the first time I thought wow music is so powerful that's the first time I thought and you did wonderfully in lessons and now I want to fast forward because you did so well and you won local competitions a very hard decision was made by your family mm -hmm. to get to the next level you had to make a break Describe that for us. Describe leaving mm -hmm. your mother, who is here in the room. Right. Describe that. So, when I turned nine years old, uh, uh, my piano teacher in my hometown, Shenyang, uh, which is um, kind of really, really wonderful town, but it's not as big as international as Beijing or Shanghai. So, uh, my uh, piano teacher suggested me to uh, go to Beijing to study at Central Conservatory. The Central Conservatory, um, yes. which is the premier conservatory yes, in Beijing. Yeah, yeah absolutely, uh, in China. And then, so my parents made a decision to uh, to be with me, but only one of them can do it because the other need to stay at home to earn money and to support the family. So my father quit his job, uh, uh, and uh, my mom stayed. What was his job? He was a policeman. Uh, so he was a musician at heart, but he had to be a policeman to get the paycheck. Yeah, I mean, here the story was, um, he was the uh, uh, group leader from the, um, uh, the Air Force Orchestra, folk orchestra. And then in, I think, in the mid-80s, uh, uh, we don't, it seems like we don't need so many uh, soldiers. So, like, you know, there's uh, not enough budget, so they cut the, uh, the orchestra. So he had a, he lost his yeah. job as group leader of yeah. the Air Force Orchestra, orchestra. And then became he, a policeman, yeah. and then the decision was made. How did you decide? Why didn't your mother go with you to Beijing? Why was it your father? He probably because he he, he was a musician himself, so it's probably easier uh, for. And also, I I, I think at that time it, it would be easier for my mom because my mom had a great, pretty good work. Uh, at the uh, Shenyang Science Institute. Yeah. So, so she had a very stable job and uh, it was and, good income. And there was good income, mm -hmm. but that trip from Shenyang to Beijing, she couldn't come there anytime she wanted. How long was it by train? That time by train is like 11 hours. Uh, and it's, and that's a kind of the fast train. And then if it's a slower train, it's like, it takes like 16 hours. So you get to Beijing with your father, you mm -hmm. find a professor who's well-connected with the key Beijing Conservatory, and you have a nickname for her. Yeah, I, I found uh, a professor, we named her 
Professor Angry. Professor Angry. Yeah, but she was a big one of the major teachers at the conservatory,、um, and、um, so. Seems like we just follow the vibes, you know, like people saying, "Oh, she's very good." So then we are like, "Oh, she's very good." You, you, know fo I mean? you follow the vibes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you went by her reputation, and what happened? She did. She really did, did not like me, and, and she thought that um, um, she have nothing to do, you know, with my playing. She she just don't like to get connected.、Uh, I was trying to、uh, please her, you know. I'm trying、yeah. to please. It didn't work out. And then after how long, how long were you studying with her, and then she broke the news to you, which was so devastating. How old were you, and how long had you been studying with her? Only, actually, only in、uh, six months. Six months.、Uh, and so she、uh, fired me when I was nine and a half. She fired、no. you, and、no. this is what really left an impression. Your father, who had so much riding on this, he felt.、Mm -hmm. You must remember his reaction. Yeah, she. I mean.、Uh, My father lost her.、Uh, I mean, my my father lost his、um, mind. I think he he went nuts, and、uh, he、um, he was starting to blame on me, and she,、uh, he thought that because I didn't work enough and、uh, not work hard enough. And you, at the time, you were practicing how much per day? Six to seven six hours to se a day. Six、yeah. to seven、so、hours. So it's quite quite a lot, actually. And I and but unfortunately, but some my father lost his mind. He said. There are few few things you should think. You know, one is going back home, like nothing, like a loser, or you know, probably should jump, uh, uh, and、um, jump from yeah from the balcony. Yeah. So commit suicide. Yeah. So so he said even either you go home, and I said I don't want to go home. I don't want to jump. This is not not my my problem. So we we had a big fight. You know, and and then、uh, thank God I didn't jump, of course. And, and thank God I didn't actually go home either. <laughs> Otherwise, I would, you know,、uh, will be a different uh, uh, story. I think because your father、mm -hmm. had huge determination、mm -hmm. to make you number one. But what everybody needs to understand is everything I've known about you for ten years now or eleven years, you had the same determination. You had a drive in you. Is that right? I mean, for me, would I, this have happened without your father? I, I think my father.、Uh, He's a wonderful、uh, father. Even though you know he had mistakes, but everybody has had mistakes. But overall, he really taught me how to uh, really uh, follow my dream and how to really、uh, try to work with、uh, my passion, with my heart, and to to get what I wanted. As a kid, being a pianist. You're listening to Wave Maker Conversations, a podcast for the insanely curious. I'm Michael Shoulder. My guest is one of the world's greatest classical musicians, Long Long. And by the way, if you love what you're hearing, I hope you'll pause for a moment and subscribe to this podcast. Wave Maker Conversations is free on iTunes, or you can listen on my website, WaveMaker.me. Fast forward, you find another teacher,、mm -hmm. right?、Mm -hmm. Who's a wonderful teacher, also connected, and now comes the big moment. You are how old, and you are about to audition with how many other kids for how many slots in this Beijing Conservatory? Yeah. So, so then,、uh, fortunately, after this big horrible thing happened,、uh, I had this huge fight with my father, and I stopped for three months for not touching the pianos, and、um, and actually, I met. 
a guy you know, who's selling watermelon in the market, and I was testing the watermelon, and then he was like, "Oh, you do play some instrument because your 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 finger looks quite flexible." I said, "Oh yeah, I was a pianist before." He's like, "What what happened? You retired?" I said, ah, "I kind of retired because I hate my teacher, I hate my father, so I I gave it up." And he said, "Why? You're only..." How old are you? I said, I'm nine and a half. Why, why, why you stopped? So then, you know, gradually, actually, he encouraged me, and also I introduced him to my father because I don't want to talk to my father at the time. So he became my spokesperson. So you know, um, and then you know, make the, the the story short. And then after a few months, I start to liking piano again. The um, watermelon salesman, yeah. though the fruit salesman. Yeah. So he was really bringing the tension down between me and my father. Describe the scene for me. How old were you when you then finally you found that new teacher? Mm. You auditioned, and there was a lot of pressure on you because there were how many slots available for, for how many children trying out? Yeah. So to get to know, I mean, to get into the conservatory, the system in China, as a professional uh, musician, start uh, when they are turning ten years old, the, ten. the fifth grade uh, students and onward. So, um, so my teacher uh, this time was Professor Zhao, and he actually liked me a lot. But fortunately, he didn't know that I actually got fired by his colleague. So we were trying to hide, you know, the secret. It's like, oh, I just came to Beijing. You know, I, I never been to this conservatory before. <laughs> I say, oh, it's good. So he, he accepted me, and then, of course, he he realized it. Many years later, he thought, "Oh my God! Thank God you didn't tell me. Otherwise, I would not take you." <laughs> because he respected authority too. I mean, because they were colleagues. Yes. You know, it's very small. <laughs> only ten teachers. You know, if you get fired, nobody's going to take you. They, they think that's not good. You know? So then we had like three thousand students approaching uh, to the first round, applying for the first uh, round. Yes, yes. Probably more people playing, but I mean, three thousand actually showed up. In the first round, and uh, second round is already only in uh, hundred left, so so most of so you made the first cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then and then, you couldn't be number twenty five or twenty. What did you have to be to get into that school? So the top seven get, actually top six get a, f uh, a full scholarship. Uh, so I actually. Uh, luckily, I actually I was number one uh, for for the draft. Number one. Yeah, and uh, it was a really cool thing uh, because um, uh, everything from that point, the the central conservatory will uh, take over. So we don't need to pay so much money, and uh, so it was good scholarships. By the way, you forgot to mention something you mentioned in your book, Professor Angry, was on the panel of judges oh who accepted you. And what did she say to you after she vote for you? She did actually. She said that uh, she said you improved the lot, so I vote for you this time. Yeah. Anyway, good. <laughs> Better than nothing. You're listening to Wavemaker Conversations, a podcast for the insanely curious. I'm Michael Schulder. My guest is one of China's greatest exports, Long Long. Yeah. So then we hit the major chords, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's major, major, major until the time I met you 11 years ago, you had just done your debut at Carnegie Hall. Right. You were, everybody was raving about you. And I spoke to a music critic at the time, mm. which was in the story that we right, did right, together. Right. 
Barbara Jepson yeah, from, from Wall Street, Wall Street. Yeah. Yes. Mm. And she said, this was June 2002. Mm -hmm. I will be curious to hear Long Long 10, 20, even 30 years from now because classical music is one of the few arenas around where age is an asset. Mm. Life experience will stretch him and give him more to draw on. Tell me, how has, how has life experience stretched you and how are you drawing on it? I mean, there are a few areas. Uh, first of all, the most important thing is artistic points, right? So uh, over the last 11 years, I've been studying with uh, great musicians around the world. And so every experience built up to a new level and you just keep learning, keep learning all those different style of playing, of thinking, of analyzing the repertoire and different culture aspects. You know, you just keep really learning that like, like a, a circle. And then you, you will meet so many people in, in over 10 years, 11 years time, and uh, those people is telling you a lot of things about life, about not just music, but you know, learning more literature, uh, learning how to socialize with other people, your age or different age groups. Is that something you needed to work on? Did you not have enough practice younger socializing? Were you so intent on the music? Yeah, I mean, every musician, especially classical musician, when you were a kid, you always practice long hours after schools. So that means that even you are very socializing, even you, you are like that, you will not really have time to practice the social skills because you know, you're practicing your piano in a little room for many hours. So then, obviously, we need like oxygen, you know, and, and this is the socializing part. The, uh, the socializing part, yeah. I love that phrase, it's yeah. the oxygen. Yes, yes. And, and, then, and then from those face-to-face, heart-to-heart experiences, you grow up. So it sounds like you've been making a lot of friends over this past 11 years. Yeah, I'm actually starting to do more uh, educational projects, and I actually, um, the reason I like to do it is because I, I think I have uh, many friends that like to work with me and to bring our passion uh, through music uh, to the general public. Our foundation, the Lang Lang International Music Foundation, is our first big fundraising concert at Carnegie. So, we have six scholars, six kids uh, from age uh, 8 to uh, 14 uh, from all over the world come to uh, New York and we will play four hands, six hands, eight hands, and, and 12 hands. So now, you know, here you are, you've got this life experience. Show me, how has any insight you've gotten about friendship, about socializing, can you show me how that translates into your music? Yeah, probably I play a Chopin Nocturne because I think that this piece has a lot of uh, hard feelings.
this. Do you play that differently now from the way you did 10 years ago? Is there some subtle nuance? Different? 10 years ago, I was playing a different actor, so <laughs> I wasn't playing that piece. But certainly there are a few pieces that I, a lot of pieces I, I know 10 years ago, like uh, the Tchaikovsky concerto, or the Prokofiev, sir, remember? You, you, the Prokofiev? Yes, yeah, sir, concerto. Which you, there, okay, there was a moment there. There was a moment you played me that you said expressed romantic love. Do you yes, remember? Yes, 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 I remember. Play that moment, and then I want to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Expresses love, meaning right. romantic love. And do you remember the question I asked you? Yeah, do you, you asked me about my some kind of a private. Oh, I, right, I, right. I asked you the simple question. Right, I said, right. Have you ever felt that way right, before? Right, right, right. And what, you remember what you said? I forgot, sorry. How could you forget? It was only 11 years ago. <laughs> you said, Not yet. Right. How about now? Of course, I have. I mean, after 11 years, you know, experiences are building up. So. Yeah. You know, yeah. because you couldn't exist in that minor chord for that long. Right. No, you can't. <laughs> Love do help a lot. Big time. You're listening to Wavemaker Conversations, a podcast for the insanely curious. I'm Michael Shoulder. Long Long's mother is about to join us, but before she does, I just want to read you a brief passage from Long Long's memoir, Journey of a Thousand Miles. This takes us back to that moment when Long Long was turning nine and he was leaving home, leaving his mother with the lofty goal of getting into Beijing's Central Conservatory. When my father announced that it was time to go, I ran to my mother and clung to her coat. Her tears only made me feel more desperate. When she was gone and my father demanded that I practice, I poured my heart into my playing. Without my mother to run to, the piano often became an extension of my emotions. It couldn't hold me in its arms the way my mother did, but it was a comfort, a repository for my feelings, and a place to retreat to without angering my father. When I played the piano, I was happy, my father was satisfied, and I felt my mother's presence nearby. When I wasn't playing the piano, I felt that everything was lost. Long, long. Before I leave, I want to introduce your mother. Please, you take my place. <laughs> I want her to describe that moment when she had to, I want her to describe that moment, your mother, to describe that moment in Shenyang when she had to say goodbye to you and didn't really know when you would be together again as a family. Just 
当时就是说，呃，朗朗和他爸爸走了，就是当时分开那时候，他们去北京了。当时我的心情啊，怎么说呢？哎呀，那时候我就觉得好像天都塌了。我觉着这是是一个好事儿，去培养孩子，可是也不知道未来是什么样，就觉着哎呀，心里什么没有底，就是说心里一点没有。说将来能就什么什么就那么准确的，就是能知道将来朗朗的路是一个什么样的。She said that this, she felt the sky is falling down. It's like this shock, and, and she said the the thing is, of course, she believed that it's a good thing to uh to helping the kids, you know, to grow and and to achieve their dream. But she didn't really know whether this is the right decision, uh, and 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 she she said that it's uh, it is a she doesn't have any kind of a, I mean she is not confident, but she doesn't have any uh, kind of a guts. Uh, it, it feels like empty. Like suddenly, you know, when I left, she just felt that like really is falling down. The sky is falling down, and then totally empty, nothing there. Ask your mother, how long did you feel empty? 他说：“你就空虚了多长时间？感觉多少年？多多长时间？对，就空虚的这种感觉，空虚就没底儿吗？你刚才说，对呀、啊，有多长时间？空虚这个这个时间，我就一直就是，呃，反正我就是在看你每每次偶尔给你打电话，就说，嗯，你在北京上课的情况。每当我一听到你说，哎呀，非常好，非常好，我心里啊，还行，这样有希望，有希望，但是。”最后就是你和那个老师完教你，马上你就要考学了，他又不教你了。完以及发生的这些事儿，我当时就说还剩半年就要考学了，没考上。我又又告诉我，我又正好我心里啊还行，这样有希望有希望。但是最后就是你和那个老师完教你，马上你就要考学了，他又不教你了。完以及发生的这些事儿，我当时就说还剩半年就要考学了，没考上。我又又告诉我，我又完，老师又不要你了，又怎？我说完了，这又不能等到什么时候。Yeah, she said the first few months, uh, when I said to her on the telephone, which is not regularly, only uh once in a week, I said, you know, I'm actually doing well. She thought, oh, maybe she feels slightly better, and then she heard that I got fired, and she thought, oh, that's the end of it. Yeah. But it wasn't the end of it. So when did when did you finally feel? A sense of relief that, okay, it's working out. Do you know when you really feel that, maybe just a little bit, you feel that hope has been restored, and it's not just a mere effort. Do you know when you first feel a little bit of relief? When? That is to say, you, um, that is to say, Uh, After uh, I won the first time in the international competition in Germany uh, when I was uh, 12 uh, in, um, in 94, 1994, and because she, she, she thought that this is the first international uh, prize and I actually won, so she thought well, this is probably going to happen. Yeah. And then, but at what point, but she, and still then, you had to sacrifice because how how often were you singing seeing long long 
your son when he was 12 years old? How often did you see him? I told him that you were 12 years old. That was a long time. Three months. Three months. What? Once every three months? Yeah, but my son is three months. Yeah, I remember very, very clearly. Yeah. And now, and now, how often do you see him? I'm now, every day. Yeah. Now it's all the time. Now it's. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very happy. Can I say something? There's a there's an expression in Yiddish. Oh yeah. And it goes like this. It says, "A heavy heart talks a lot." When you were describing, tell your mother when you were describing how the sky was falling down, you talked a lot just now. Right. When I asked you how you feel now that you see him all the time, what a five word answer? Three. No longer a heavy heart. 对，他说，他说他们在就是犹太语里面，就是说这个人在沉重心的时候，就是心在非常沉重的时候，他能说出很多东西。然后非常满意的时候，可能就几句话就带过去了。就像他说，刚才就是他说这个现在就是这种感觉嘛。嗯。What's your favorite piece that you've ever heard Long Long play? What What moves you the most? 他说哪一首曲子我弹的，你最喜欢？对。我想我最喜欢那个成名的这个老柴，柴可夫斯基。柴可夫斯基的 Number One Piano Concerto。Why？ 那为什么你喜欢那种？我喜欢他那种，我我一他每次一弹，我这个就心特别震撼，所以我就我就我就觉得我就是爱听。嗯。She she moved every time and also she she got this very strong energy. Yeah. She she felt this. Incredible, uh, in, in, incredible air, you know, coming in. Yeah, air. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how to how to uh, translate, but yes. you know, Chen Han is like stunned, uh, stunned by S T U N stunned. It's the vibrations. The know? vibrations. Yeah, vibrations. Yeah. So let's do. Let us end mm -hmm. with you just playing a little excerpt. Mm -hmm. Of your mother's favorite, the vibration Tchaikovsky. Yes. I feel happy too. Long, long, and his mom. You've been listening to Wavemaker Conversations, a podcast for the insanely curious. If you love it, I hope you'll subscribe on iTunes. It's free, and if you're so moved, I would greatly appreciate you writing a few words under ratings and reviews, and sharing the podcast with your friends. I'm journalist Michael Shoulder. Thank you for listening.